Venice Beach is a prominent L.A. neighborhood that is home to roughly 40,000 residents and a lot of tourists. Full of popular and trendy restaurants, Venice Beach has been a fan favorite for ages, but everyday people are not the only ones that seem to like this area. As beautiful as Venice might be, it's also the backdrop for countless crimes throughout the ages. We've already talked through quite a few, and we're here to discuss some more in part two, so if you missed part one, go back and check that out first. When we last left off, we were discussing how rum runners turned this beach into a popular spot for shootouts with the feds, and organized crime seems to be very common in this historic neighborhood. But even among the expert robbers and anti-prohibition activists, there is still room for the classic crimes that we all hear about every day. In 1940, however, crime was still shocking, especially when it involved innocent people. So you can imagine how the world took it when an unnamed woman decided to do a most treacherous thing. She made the decision to kill her child. The headlines would read, Sadistic Mother Tries to Kill Son. At this point in time, this was the kind of story that was guaranteed to sell. It was before we saw a bunch of versions of it every day. A window into the life that we could all be living in the wrong circumstances. Basically, it was... Pure shock factor, but the story behind it was also true. A young child of unknown age was taken out for a day at the beach with his mother. The two of them walked up the pier to look out over the water, and this was when she decided that it was the right time to shove her child off the pier. Before you think that this was a prank gone wrong, it's important to understand that this child could not swim. Surely, his twisted mother thought that he would die immediately and she could claim it as an accident. So, you can imagine her surprise when they found the boy clinging to a boat's anchor rope. He was alive, and he knew exactly what happened to him. We already discussed that Venice has a spotty history with the feds, and this has been true across decades. In fact, in 1935, federal agents invaded a Venice neighborhood in hopes of finding treasure, or at least the 1935 equivalent of it. Pirates had recently attacked a ship, stealing countless valuables from everyone on board. It was a devastating crime that impacted those wealthy enough to spend time on a gambling ship just off the coast, which probably not a lot of people. And given the kind of people that were targeted, it obviously got a lot of attention. This was a huge scandal. Police traced the pirates to the nearby area, convinced that they would find the treasure in a house. 
They never found the loot, but they did capture one of the pirates who told police that he stashed it at a friend's house and that the friend didn't even know it. I'm pretty sure the pirate was still arrested, but it's certainly a crazy thought to consider. Imagine finding a bunch of loot hidden in your home that you had no idea was there. Here's to hoping that the home's next owner got a pleasant and untraceable surprise. Manslaughter is a fairly complicated charge. Sometimes it is a charge that people receive when they make a very serious mistake, like drunk driving. Other times, we use it to explain away a person's death under circumstances that are realistically kind of outside of our control. In 1926, a manslaughter charge shook Venice Beach to its core. Contrary to what we're taught, flying a plane isn't exactly an exact science. At least not 100% of the time. Sometimes machines fail, and sometimes we fail too. Up until 1926, Venice Beach was really lucky. Despite the large number of planes that frequented the area, no one had actually crashed and hurt any residents or guests. But that changed on July 21st, 1926. On that day, a pilot ran out of gas while traveling over the area. He knew that he had to escape the plane, so he made a plan to let it crash into some shallow water that was at the time unoccupied. Unfortunately, in his panic, his calculations ended up being very wrong. The plane actually went down on the beach itself, killing two 13-year-old girls and injuring several other people. It was considered a tragedy and an accident, but it was also still a crime. The pilot was responsible for controlling his plane, and he failed to do so. In the end, it took three separate trials before he was acquitted for his crimes. Several decades after the tragic plane crash, Venice Beach would end up with another major news story that would shake the masses. In 1951, a woman was found dead on Venice Beach right next to a lifeguard tower. An investigation would show that this mysterious woman was strangled, and police could tell by the disruption of the sand and the condition of her body that she put up a really, really good fight. Her nearly undressed state would add to the shock and horror surrounding this crime, and police immediately set out to find out who this mysterious woman was. It would take some time, but she was later determined to be Lorraine Mullen, a 20-year-old divorcee who worked as a cleaner nearby. At the time where she was found, she was engaged to a new man, Odie Rambo. Police suspected that Rambo was responsible for killing Lorraine, but they never actually managed to prove it. I'm not really clear if they just assumed it was him because he was her significant other, or if there was anything else that made him look really suspicious. 
For all we know, police had reason to believe it was him and just couldn't prove it. It used to be a lot easier to get away with murder back in the day. There was not as much of a concern about evidence, so it is possible. But they also could have just been pointing the finger at him. A witness claimed to see her walking alone in the middle of the night, but no one ever came forward to confirm that they were the witness. Police found this understandably suspicious. I'm sure they wondered if the call was a prank or something designed to mislead them in the case. It's pretty wild to think that some of the tips that investigators receive are actually designed to derail an investigation, but that is something that they actually have to account for. In this case, it might have worked because the killer was never found and Odie Rambo was never charged. In 2013, disaster struck Venice Beach again in a truly horrible way when a violent killer drove his car across the Venice boardwalk. This was not the action of a person who was lost or confused. It was the deliberate action of a man who wanted to cause harm. He actually went so far as to drive around five concrete barriers that were designed to separate vehicles from the general public. The man drove through the boardwalk, intentionally striking several people before fleeing the scene. A short while later, he showed up to turn himself into police. The killer was given a $1 million bail after striking 17 people. One of them, a woman named Alice Grubioni, who was visiting California from Italy on her honeymoon, was killed. This killer was charged with one count of murder, 17 counts for hit and run, and 16 counts for assault with a deadly weapon. The murderer, a man with the last name of Campbell, had a curious and inconsistent relationship with crime. He had charges for shoplifting and trespassing and even a history of eviction, but nothing this intense. He was actually from Denver, where I live, but some believe he was drawn to Venice because of the city's notable drug scene. This does seem to be in line with the truth because he was drunk and actively trying to purchase meth when he seemed to fall into a rage and decided to start killing people. Apparently, he gave a drug dealer money, and the guy never came back with his drugs, so he decided to drive through the boardwalk, actively ramming people with his car. In the end, he was sentenced to 42 years to life in prison. Now, when I look for murders in an area, it shouldn't come as a surprise that I find a lot of weird things. What I didn't expect to find while researching Venice Beach crimes was articles screaming about duck murder. <laughs> but life is full of surprises. In 1993, officials made the decision to kill an entire population of local ducks because they were infected with a mysterious duck plague that experts believed would spread to millions of local birds in the area. 
people fought to have these ducks collected, healed, and released, but experts couldn't take the risk, and there was no cure for this virus. It was just killing a lot of ducks. Hundreds of ducks were murdered, albeit humanely, I guess, to protect other birds. So, whether you are a human or a duck, I think we can all agree that Venice Beach is a place where we should always be on the defense. You can really never say what's going to happen in this area. So, if you want to discuss beachside living, how crime sometimes really does have an address, or how cities change as the decades pass, feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.